Good morning and welcome back to another Saturday morning coffee talk. I am your host Tanya with Choosing Me First. Last Saturday, my husband and I kind of briefly discussed the nuclear family. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off. Darrell, would you like to say hello? Good morning. So Darrell, last week we spoke a little bit about, as I mentioned, the nuclear family and what that means and why today families are drastically different from what they used to be. Um, There's a lot of families that no longer believe in marriage, that no longer believe in a household such as the one that you and I grew up in, where there's a mother and a father. And of course, we're not um, discriminating against anyone. We're not, uh, you know, choosing anyone's path. What we're simply discussing is why things are so different, why marriage is no longer an option where people desire to stay together. Would you like to pick up kind of derail where we left off and and tell us what you think? Well, first of all, thank you for having me back. I really enjoy our coffee talks on Saturday morning. We're in the process of making this a regular stay, a regular event. So to, to discuss the nuclear family, to recap briefly, we're talking about the nuclear family of a husband, a wife, and children. Uh, we're, we're not, once again, we're not, we're not saying anything about the other community who does things differently far as, you know, same-sex marriage, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's your walk. We have no, really no comments on that. We love you as people. Uh, we're talking about husband-wife relationships. So to get back to our on topic, when you have a husband and a wife in a home that are on the same accord, which means they they have the same goals in mind. So they sat down and had a conversation first to figure out, you know, is this individual on the same path that I am on? What we what we see in some instances today is individuals are having babies before they get married so in in essence they're tied to that person that they created that child with basically for the rest of their lives they don't know what that future is going to be like with that individual i speak from personal experience of of having lived that life myself so this is going to be a transparent conversation about life experiences and and how my wife and my my wife and myself are trying to offer uh, some fundamental ideas for you to adapt, you know, into your own lifestyle. So first and foremost, I want to encourage individuals who are young and they're thinking about you know their life and how and what type of career they want to have. You know, places they want to travel to, um, you know, degrees, you know, trade schools, whatever. 
And as a disclaimer, if you are 12 years of age or older, or you have children that are 12 years age or older, these are conversations that you as a parent should be having with this child. You know, what are your career goals? What is it that you want to do? I'm not talking about, well, I want to be a baseball player, or I want to be LeBron, I want to be an NBA player or NFL player. Those things are fine in and of themselves. However, let's, let's educate our children on all of the other possibilities in life. There's more than just those two, three channels uh, for income in, in this country. So let's have that conversation with them. A conversation you also want to have is, you know, who are you, you know, as a person? I think we kind of unpacked it a little bit. When you take away all the roles that you feel like myself, husband, father, brother, son, co-worker, a guy in the grocery store, guy in traffic, when I, when I, when I remove all those roles from myself and I sit in quiet meditation, I know who I am. If you're not doing that, you should try that, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day to just quiet yourself to figure out who you are. Teach your children to do the same. And what that does is, and I'll have to say, I, had, I learned that later on in life to quiet myself. Um, so anyway, to go back to, to what I was saying, when you quiet yourself, you can really understand who you are as a person. Once you really understand who you are as a person and your created purpose in this world, then you can start having conversations with individuals that you're interested in to see if this person matches your desires or are close on the same track that you are. And not saying that is 100% accurate, but at least you can have that conversation and use your use your spirit of discernment to figure out, you know, hey, how what, what do I want to go with this person? Do I just want to have a conversation with them, want to lunch with them a few times, you know, and leave it at that? Or do I want to take it up a level and, you know, ask them to be in a, a committed relationship with me, you know, um, Darrell, you and I kind of discussed before, <clears throat> before a person even gets to that point um, where they want to invite someone out to dinner or be in a committed relationship, uh, as you just mentioned, you first have to know who you are. And as you stated, that has to begin at a very young age because a person will act on or, or believe their purpose is what they've been taught, what they've been shown in their home. And um, of course, if, if they're not shown love, if they're not taught how to respect, they grow up and um, begin to act that out in society. And before you know it, they're in a relationship that's not functional, where they're not being the best person they can be because they have no idea of how, what that means or how to be that. So a lot of people enter relationships that that either end badly or that doesn't operate very well. And what I mean by that is an individual, I see a lot, you and I, 
and we've discussed this, that people go into a marriage having no idea of what a marriage takes, what it means to be fully committed and fully invested. Or, you know, as I spoke in previous episodes, people go into marriage and relationships unprepared or they go in looking to get something rather than sharing what they already have. What do you say about that? Well, that's that's the essence of dysfunctionality when you are uh, in a relationship and there's no uh, law of reciprocity, which basically means there's there's give and take. You know, you, you both complement each other. It's not one person receiving everything from the other person and giving nothing in return because you will eventually drain that person of all of their, their spirit and their essence and they'll they'll lose themselves. That's not a re- that's not how a relationship is supposed to function. So the analogy I used to use when I talk to young people is about a remote control. TV remote, for example. So you have a TV remote control and you got a fully charged battery in it and you got a battery that has a third of a charge in it. You can sit there probably for months and use that remote with no problems. However, that fully charged battery is carrying the majority of the load to function the remote. Same thing in a relationship. You have an individual that's carrying the load, so they're the one that's responsible. They're making sure all of the finances are in order. They're making sure the house is clean. They're making sure the children are cared for. They have to go to work. Uh, they have to plan social events. They have to plan. So they carry, they're carrying all the, the load, and the other individual is basically pretty much coming in, kicking their shoes off, eating dinner, uh, bathing themselves, dressing themselves. Um, they don't help with no housework. They don't, they don't help with the kids per se. They may jump in every once in a while and help out. The finances are not the way they should be because this individual may be spending money that they, they should not be spending. And the one that's, that's responsible is, is carrying all of that burden. So the, so the relationship appears to be functioning. However, the one that's carrying the majority of the load is starting to, you know, starting to show some wear and tear because this other individual is not holding up their part of the bargain. Now, I'm not talking about Teddy Pendergrass, you know, that 50-50 love. I'm talking about that 100% commitment, you know, when you are fully engaged in the relationship is what my wife is re- referring to. So you got this remote control, this remote control is working. And eventually you, you sit down and you push the remote control and it's not working. Because what it, what has happened is that fully charged battery has finally been drained to, to emptiness by the battery that was only slightly charged. So you enter this marriage, both individuals are excited, they're in love, they're celebrating this beautiful day. Or relationship. Or relationship. And, Next thing you know, as, as we used to say back in the day, you meet you meet their uh, uh, representative about the first 90 days. You know, you meet that individual that you thought you had met. Then you really meet who you're dealing with. So this is the time for you to evaluate to say, you know what, if it's a marriage, 
it's, that's that's a difficult situation to navigate because you didn't got married. Hopefully you had hopefully you had an opportunity to court this individual prior to getting married, and had an opportunity to assess. Okay, you're telling your age now, Darrell. Court. Yeah, court. Yeah, forty dating. <laughs> however, they, whatever they do it today, you know that's that that's that time you really get to know this individual to kind of see what's going on because right. the first two to three months is that representative stage. But do you think it's possible that a person can get into a dating situation with an individual for that time frame and still not find out who they truly are? Of course. That happens all the time. Uh, people can mask who they are. Now, let me make a statement here. I am not saying that you nitpick a person to death because we all have flaws. We all have issues in life. What I am saying is if you know who you are as a person, if you took if you have taken that time to say, you know, I like I like reading books, I like traveling, you know, I like romantic walks, you know, I like exercising, I like, you know, whatever it is that you like that that lifts your spirit. And you find someone that is close to that, then this other individual that may have, you know, maybe they don't like going on walks. Maybe they just like to sit on the couch, and you know, y'all got to come with some up with some type of compromise there. If it, if that's a a sticking point, um, I'm kind of rambling on right now because my mind is is it's early Saturday morning, and I have to apologize uh, to you all. But uh, to get back on point, when you when you're in this when you're in a relationship with someone and you know who you are as a person, you can gauge you know what it is that you want to I guess put up with or endure when in that relationship. So during the courting time or the dating time or the uh, initiation time, you two are going out to dinner, talking, etc., etc. Um, trust your instincts. I know it, I know it's hard, but but trust your instincts. That way you can avoid a lot of the um, pitfalls that happen once you get married. Now, if you're if you're dating, you know boyfriend girlfriend and relationship is not working for you you can you can end that and you know and lick your wounds and then move forward in life let's take a step back uh, Darrell I believe before any of that happens you have to be mature enough to be honest with yourself as I said, a lot of people get into relationships and marriages because they're looking to get something. You have to fully know and understand who you are as a person and understand what you have to offer to that relationship in that marriage before you jump in. Well, Do that you is, agree? That is, that is true, of course. Because if you know you're a mess... And you get into this relationship, that relationship is going to be a mess. Because guess what? You're taking yourself into that. In other words, wherever you go, you're taking the problem. 
Do you agree? Of course. That's 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 the obvious. The man in the mirror. Is so the that's the first thing that that needs to happen is you need to you need to take an honest look at yourself and be honest about what your capabilities are. Do am I really ready to work hard? So to so to address that comment uh, that you just made. When your attraction is 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 uh, uh, man, what word I'm looking for intoxicating. When you're attracted to someone, so when you're attracted to someone, the were you intoxicated when you saw? I was in, I was intoxicated. I was faded. <laughs> I was faded out of my mind when I saw you. But an attraction is is intoxicating for an individual. So you will look past a lot of that stuff and say, you know what, that 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 lady or that guy has potential. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work with him. And, and and you should. You should not just discard an individual at the first sign unless that's your personality. Um, so if an individual is not fully mature enough for a relationship, the average lifespan of that relationship is probably going to be maybe 18 months. That's tops because the one that is mature is going to be like, you know what? I just can't do this no more. I need you to leave the house or, or I'm just done with you. However that, however that dynamic works out. But you just said a person should, you know, pay attention to the signs. So what if, what if they see that right away? You know? So they make a mental note to themselves. And they have to evaluate, is that red flag or sign enough for them to just walk away? For some people, it is. And right. unfortunately, those people, I would say, I don't know if they're looking for the perfect individual. Because if you have a, if you have a checklist that you're checking off, then you're, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Because no one is going to be, to, in my experience, I'll say that. In my experience, you're going to be disappointed because I haven't seen someone who has told me oh yeah you know my husband and I she checks all the the boxes and he checks all the boxes I haven't run into a couple like that yet I've ran into people that have had checklists for who they want to date with I'm not saying that you should not have expectations what I am saying is if you do have those whatever you have far as expectations be, don't don't be too rigid. I would encourage you not to be too rigid, because this person may have. Let's say you got seven, eight expectations, and they fulfill six of them. Is that one expectation that they do not feel? I guess depending on what it is. You know, if it's financial, hey, that's a big expectation. But if it's something else, you got to kind of gauge or prioritize your expectation, because the per it, there isn't. <laughs> There is not a perfect individual out here. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. We're looking for an individual that comes into a relationship with some flaws that is willing to work on themselves to make themselves better. Right. So that the relationship can grow. So that's a that's a flag. That's a uh, indicator that they care about the relationship. Now, if you get an indiv- in, in a relationship with the individual and you have a conversation with them and they consistently do the same thing over and over and over and over again with no progress 
then that could be an indicator that either one they don't value the relationship or two they don't they don't understand what you're what you're saying to them and you may have to come at it in, in a different angle um but i want to i want to change channels i think we labored on that enough i want to get into self-development just briefly on this on this coffee talk this is a um hot topic when i say hot hot topic it's been hot since the beginning of time Hmm. How do men or mankind develop themselves? We talked about taking that time to meditate each day to get to know who you are in the essence of your being. That takes practice. So just to give you some high level tools to use. I've read a few books, and we'll probably put those books in the link here uh, once we uh, set those up. But there's 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 a book that I found, and how I found it, I was out in my yard cutting grass about two three months ago, and I wanted something to listen to while I was cutting grass. So I went to YouTube, and they have this uh, this channel. Uh, It is called. Oh man, let me find it here. It is called The Secret Wisdom of the Ages, presented by Compass Circle. So this book that I am speaking about is called Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Berend. So Genevieve Berend is B-E-H-R-E. Indeed, this book was written in 1921, and on the back it says, "Everyone visualizes, whether they know it or not. Visualizing is the great secret of success. The conscious use of this great power attracts to you greatly multiplied resources, intensifies your wisdom, and enables you to make use of advantages which you formerly failed to recognize." So what this book basically has done for my life in the time that I have gotten blessed to have it, it has allowed me to begin to take possession of the greatest asset that the creator God of heaven gave me. And that is my mind. I'll say that again. This book has given me the recognition of of the power of the greatest possession that I own or that God gave me which is my mind let me unpack that briefly for you everything you experience in on this earth is by your mind mm-hmm. when you get in your car in the morning and you put it in drive and you go into automatic pilot because your mind has already learned how to drive because you've been driving for years. You looking at people passing by, you're experiencing your world through the visualization of your, your two eyes and your mind is processing everything. When someone speaks to you in a certain way, your mind processes that. When you get pain or you injure yourself, your mind processes that. So the mind is a is an all-knowing 
Powerful. Powerful source. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, it, it, this, is, this, is, this is so big that I'm trying to unpack it for you right now. But there's a couple, there's a couple of, of things that, that, that you can do to kind of start taking possession of your mind. And I'm gonna share this with you here, and then we're gonna go on to um, the next thing. So the last chapter of this book says, suggestion as to how to pray or ask, believing you have already received. Scientific thinking, hashtag positive thought. So it says, Five o'clock in the morning is the best time to go into this sort of meditation. So the meditation I was talking about, this is not a strenuous meditation. It's it's thorough, careful, positive. Okay. So it says rise at five o'clock in the morning is the best time to go in this type of meditation. The author also says if you will retire early every night for one month, before falling, before falling to sleep, impress firmly upon your subjective mind the af- this affirmation. And she quotes, My father is the ruler of all the world and is expressing his directing power through me. You will find that the substance of life takes form in the modes of your thoughts. So before you go to bed, you put this affirmation into your subjective mind, which which drops down into your your subconscious mind. And then when you wake up in the morning, you meditate on that thought before you do anything else. Before you start filling all of those roles, you know, husband, uh, dog owner, employee, a uh, guy in the car going to work, all those roles, those are just a few of the roles that I feel pers- that I feel personally, because if not, and I've, I've been guilty of this, if, you, if I get up too late and I don't have that time to meditate, I am rushed. I'm, I'm hectic, I'm out of balance, I'm not at peace. Mm-hmm. So that means I have not taken control of the greatest, th- greatest possession God has given me, which is my mind. Don't leave out prayer. Well, prayer, well, pr- well, well, prayer, prayer is well. Meditation and prayer are synonymous. Right. So when you when you meditate, for those who don't know how to meditate, I'll just go over it here briefly with you. You meditate by sitting in a in a chair, in a straight up back chair, and you just put your hands in your lap and you just close your eyes and you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, and you just. And if a thought come to your mind, just let it drift. Don't don't try to fight the, the, the mind. Just let it drift through. Just let the thought thought drift through your mind. And then you'll find yourself quiet. And you sit there, you know, for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever time is comfortable for you. And then you you when you come out of that state of meditation, now you're refreshed. You can go into a prayer at that time, you know, however you want to pray. Um but there's more to come on that. I just want to drop that high level on you on this this Saturday morning coffee talk uh, with, with with Tanya. 
Don't, don't forget to start having conversations with your children. Ask them what their career goals are. You know, uh, start start giving them something to look forward to, to uh, desire towards. You know, whatever that is. Be their advocate. Remember, uh, life life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Speak blessings over your children, right. not cursings. We'll get into that on another uh, coffee talk. There's a lot of things that, that my wife and I want to share with you all, and we just pray that uh, you take it and use whatever you need and share that with your family. Because remember, the nuclear family is the is the uh, foundation of civilization. Right. So we got to bring that nuclear family back together. You know, to get away from this current trend that we're starting to see. You know, right. these single mothers and these single daddies. No husbands, no wives. You cannot build a community like that. Right. So, peace and blessings to you. Thank you all for listening today. Until next time, please take a moment. Choose you first.